everybody. You're listening to the Red Jumpsuit Podcast with Joyce and Sean. Broadcasting from Braintree, Massachusetts. We're talking about music, life, whatnot. So please stay tuned. Good to see you, honey. I love your smile. I'm like, I miss that. Okay. Okay, okay. Good morning. Oh, we're, we're, it's the afternoon. What time is it there, Jane? It's about half four. No, no, it's just four. Four o'clock. Four. All right. So welcome, Jane McEwen. Lovely, lovely, wonderful person that I met from Glasgow, Scotland, joining us on the Red Jumpsuit Podcast. Shauna, would you like to say good morning? Thank you, Jane, for being here. Good morning. You're not actually here, but yes, for being with us. And um, so, yeah, I I really want to hear about how you guys met, Sorry. where, how you met. You and I met. Yeah. Well, me and Joyce met when her band Scarce came to Glasgow. We had reformed and they were, I, don't, I can't remember, we just got offered the support because obviously we didn't know each other, didn't, we didn't know of anything. So someone... Op- Actually, interestingly, probably female sort of centric bands was coming to town, so they asked a female centric band to play along, which we said yes and didn't really know what to expect, and they showed up and turned out to be just fantastic people. So it's a very fortuitous meeting. Who were I? What was that? Ten years ago. I know. I was trying to remember, Jane. It's been ten years, but I feel like I see you all the time because of online. Like, it's kind of neat, right? It's kind of a cool way that you can keep in touch, you know? But do you want me to tell you my my side of that story of meeting you? She says nervously. <laughs> no, no, it was great. No, I was just thinking, so Peter Parker was the name of the band, right? And it like was... Like Spider-Man? Yeah, it was great. And I was just, she played the same exact bass that I play. Like the same exact, you were playing it a music man or something that looked like a music man? Mine's is a music man copy. Yours is a music man. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I inherited that. <laughs> I didn't pay for that. <laughs> so I remember after the show, um, after we had played the show and I was, you were, you hung out with us because everybody else kind of split. But like there are a few people and you were like, you kind of go home right now. I, I'm going to be terrible. <laughs> I love your accent. I was like, what? She's, you're like, we got to go out and have fun in Glasgow or whatever. And you took us to the nice and sleazy. I did. Yes, you did. And we had, Matt was saying it was like the most fun he's ever had in a bar. Ever. It's a fun bar. Oh, my God. And it was mobbed. I feel like it was a Wednesday or a Thursday night. And it was like it was like a weekend there. Like Glasgow knows how to party. 24-7. We have some history to ask you about. This is a test. This is a test. If you fuck it up, Jane, you can never play music again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Get rid of the matches, my guitar. <laughs> When you were growing up, I don't know if you grew up in Glasgow, if you lived there. Yeah. What was it like, you know, in terms of music, the scene, and how did you, how did you get there? How did you get to 
play being a bass player, I guess? Um, well, Glasgow's always you know, been very musical city. It's, been a, it's always been scenes here. So when I was, I went to my first gig when I was 13. My brother bought, a, bought me a ticket to go and see the cult. <gasps> it's amazing. Um, it was a love album and he was like, yeah. it was like guidance. He was like, here's a ticket for a gig. Come to this. Like, this is what you should do. You know, stop running about and just being a tear away. Um, so initially my first music I came into, like, I saw the cult and then about a year later I saw U2 at Murrayfield, the Joshua Tree. So that was quite a big, that was, so it was quite a big introduction. Yeah. Um, and then by the time I was about 15, there was like a sort of music scene in Glasgow called the Glasgow Music Collective, which is a sort of a, I guess it may be quite agit, sort of punk, partially crusty scene with bands like I don't know if you've heard, like um, Dog Faced Hermans, the X, these were sort of Dutch bands, but they were like the sort of big, the famous bands. And then Glasgow, so the bands in Glasgow were like the Stretchheads. Dawson, Will and Pig Dervish, and there was a few girls in the bands, um, but mainly my first introduction to for me thinking I could do that was from America, so it was going to see bands like the Breeders, um, so Kim Deal, uh, uh, Pixies, sorry, not the Breeders, Pixies, Kim Deal, Sonic Youth, Kim Gordon, just yeah. absolute hero, um, and. <laughs> And then also Talking Heads, Tina Weymouth, but I didn't see them. So I used to go to these gigs, but and I would watch these women play bass on stage and I would just look at them, like, watch their fingers and I'd be like, I, I think I could do that. Like, yes! Yeah. That looks yeah. doable. <laughs> it looks great from a start, but it looks doable. You know, it's like yeah. fingers sort of that singing, just like, like, yeah, I'm going to try that. <laughs> so and then but all just all bass players but the women obviously you see yourself you see your form and you think well there is something that looks similar to me so I'm going to give it a go so I just joined my first band playing bass on guitar top string so that's why I did I just I bought I went to the bars market bought a I beat my first bass for like 50 pounds and just started writing just writing basically so, I mean, that's how you do it, isn't it? How, no, well, I guess maybe what's missing there is no music lessons, no music in school. Just self-taught. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I think we all kind of yeah. did that. It's yeah. kind of funny because I remember you saying, after I gave you Aiken to Be and you read it, you were like, it's like we were the same person. Yeah. And so everything you just sang, even though it was in Glasgow, could be like Shauna and me yeah same it's, thing yeah it's just, cool. it's just we're no different from the boys <laughs> we just wanted to do it too for me that i i mean i had a lot of i was really into british bands actually like the fall and then i finally saw the fall and and you know bricks was playing and i had the same kind of thing like i want to do that i think i can do that my favorite period of the fall is bricks like the Brits yeah. period is my favourite song. She brought yes. a real pop sensibility to it. Right. I think, yeah, she just added, she added a bit of glamour. Yeah, yes. definitely. 
So we're using um, a shop assistant song for our theme song. Are you familiar <clears throat> with the shop assistants? I'm familiar with them. Um, not in a way that I was massively, like, not that I wasn't a fan of them. I just, I kind of liked them as weird, but I think um, I kind of like my music a little bit more intricate, maybe perhaps, just maybe a yeah. little bit too on the sort of three chordy punk. But yeah, yeah, I'm obviously, yeah, I know they're absolute classic, but just not for me, not a passion. Basically. I see. Okay. Because, you know, it's a little more obscure over here, like, very few people know <laughs> the shop assistant so to me it's like ah oh, there's this cool oh yeah definitely cool thing but yeah right. they were like the sort of a the sort of scene that from my brain that the, sort of the pastels and um you know DMX bandits and um who else was around at that time eugene kale vaselines so yeah. they sort of a morphed and they were sort of from that so that was like a generation before me I guess so they were like the precursor they were that was they sort of were coming into the sort of indie pop I guess so obviously everyone holds them up as but for me not not like a massive influence for me really I just kind of a there was other stuff okay oh we want to know about that other stuff yeah that's what we want to hear about Jane because what we were saying is like that whole idea of this podcast, talk to women who play music or who are involved in music, who don't get like, you know, things that you wouldn't hear about unless you were there. Like same thing here. There are bands that people never heard about, but here they're, you know, they have a following. So kind of interested in, in Glasgow, knowing about learning about Glasgow, what it's like as far as um, what's going on right now with, the Glasgow scene now? Well, I mean, it's interesting because obviously I'm now at the stage of being the sort of a older involved in music. So there's, there is always some form of scene going on in Glasgow. Um, so, but I don't really feel so involved in it because it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, hard, it's harder to even get shows. And like all my friends were all older and they're kind of like, you know, to play a show and nobody shows up because it's all your peer group they're all in with the kids this sounds very familiar i was just gonna to... say that's what happened where shauna and i are at as well yeah same thing yeah same thing in boston but what i'm interested in from that perspective because like i'm, I'm doing a new band i do now spread eagle so peter parker i think we split up about i can't remember when, but spread eagle's been going for about six years and we haven't released anything yet because I'm just, I just, I've picked up the, the guitar for that band and I've just really been learning, yeah. basically. Um, we've been through quite a lot of line-up changes, but it's always been me and Jeremy. So Jeremy, who, um, Peter Parker. So me and him have been playing together for 10 years now, which is amazing. Um, yeah, so my perspective now on Spread Eagle, I have got the people in the band that I want. It sounds great. We're recording. And my mind is, I just want to record and I want to make music for people to listen to in their houses. <laughs> that is just like brainwave. It's like, you know, the mountain won't come to Muhammad. Muhammad will go to the mountain. Let me in your house. I mean, my band's called Spread Eagle. Which there's a million bands called Spread Eagle. And, um, but I'm just being belligerent now. I'm just keeping it. <laughs> like, um, but we're not... We don't. We are the opposite of a rock band. You know, we have double bass. 
So it's like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm very, very pleased about that. was to I want to talk to cool women like you who are interested what I'm interested in and I feel like talking for real but talking about things that like how it's like to be a woman but also just you know the perspective the female perspective because it's still a patriarchy I don't know about you but I'm obviously I'm 46 now so I'm aware of like I'm aware of like, about, from the point of like having a band just now and trying to promote music, promote music. So I'm, I'm aware of, I'm thinking like, what do I look like? Go to the gym, you're getting fat, this, that. I'm, I'm menopausal. I had like an early menopause. So <laughs> things are slowing down and the metabolism. <laughs> We're already there. We're already there. I'm all, all, I always go on about the menopause. My friends are like, shut the fuck up about the menopause. I'm like, no, n- not until it's over. Right, and it could take years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. So I'm dealing with all that. and I'm, I'm, But then, like, when I look at men my age, my friends who are boys who are in music, I don't even think about what they look like. I just think they're doing music and that's what they're doing. It doesn't even seem an issue, and even in, and that's in my brain. So obviously it's maybe in others, but if I'm thinking about what I look like, probably I'm thinking people who might be interested in the band might also be. Yeah, I think unfortunately okay. it's still the case, and you think, like, I feel like when I was starting out, and Sean and I, this is what we were talking about in the last podcast that, you know we all hung out with guys and we wanted to be boyish and we wanted to be like, it was like all part of that whole thing because if you were a girly girl, it's like, but at the same time, right on stage, people were judging you that way. Judging you about being a girly girl or being a boy boy or whatever, or like you're saying, they were focusing on what I look like, not how I was playing. Yes, of course. Always. And like, I I remember it's like, I always felt like I had more to prove than the guys. Yeah, I I think that's true. Most of the time you have to, it's not give it your all. It's give it even more. Well, I had a, I I was quite lucky because my first band, Long Leg, well, not my first band, but my main, the main band I was sort of in and what anyone would know, know me for. We actually came to America, we played over there, but it was initially four girls and then it went down to three, but always female. But we actually, we did dress up, you know, it was the 
it was the early 90s, so it was, you know we were wearing little pencil skirts and dresses and makeup. It was all about that, you know. And I think because we did it together, like girl gang, we we came across as more intimidating, to be honest. Yeah. We didn't really get. I don't feel like we got much hassle about when we were looked. The only place we got a bit of hassle was when we played in America in some of the southern towns. <laughs> yeah, like South Carolina, sort of a, a few of those places that was a bit more like a bit rednecky and straightforward. But when we went to, when we toured America with Long Leg in about 1998, we were lucky we were there for about a month. So we did about like 19 dates or something. So we were right up the East Coast and down to Florida. So we experienced it. The best and worst. Times, it was the worst of times. Florida is something else. It's like a whole nother, I don't know what. Um, so in, in Lung Leg, um, was there more than one woman in the band? Lung Leg was founded out of my first band I was in called Snagglepuss. Um, and Annie joined Snagglepuss. And then on my 18th birthday, I was like having a crisis. And I was like, I can't be in this band anymore. So I need to progress. <laughs> so who <laughs> started a new band everyone was like what's wrong here um, so me and Annie formed a band with Maureen who was my brother John John who's Yummy Fur so there's like twin bands, his girlfriend and we got a drummer in Amanda Dorbar so there was it was four girls for the first two seven inches um, it just turned out that way it really wasn't anything particular to be like let's be an all girl band it's just those were the people that suited basically and then when we sort of a hit and started playing, there was quite a few girl bands in Glasgow. So, that, so from our time, there was another old girl band called Pink Cross. There was Sally Skull. There was um, Hello Skinny, which is Lucy McKenzie. She was in this this one. Um, there was quite a few, actually. I'll probably miss some. Space Kittens, I miss some. Then Riot Girl hit. Riot Girl came over from America and right at the same time as us, so wham, like, and there's lo- loads of really female-centric, so it just all sort of a, you know, a serendipitous, I guess, in a way, it just sort of, like, you know, Bikini Kill and then Huggy Bear we had over here, so Bikini Kill came over, um, we ended up being selected to play the bill of, we played with Bikini Kill when they came, first sort of came over, um, so just, we, so in a way it was lucky for us because, we got involved in the scene and you know if you get involved in the scene it's helpful
have a good question for you. Okay. We'll see about that, Joyce. I, I know. Shauna's like, yeah, your questions are always interesting. No. Um, I You toured. Did you tour with the makeup or Nation of Ulysses? We toured with the makeup, but Nation of Ulysses, when they came to town, I was at that gig. All of you know, my friends, they came, they played as part of the scene that I was in when I was in Snaggle, who was my first band, and they blew our minds. Like, you know, they were just so, we were like, oh my God, never seen this before, so theatrical. But, but not that's not how I got to know them. Then Lungley got a gig supporting Sonic Youth. What? Right, well, if you know who Lungleg, like Lungleg is the name of my band, but Lungleg is also a sort of a no-wave sort of a New York actress who was in the films of Richard Kern. So, do you know Richard Kern, Lydia Lunch? So she's also on the cover of the Sonic Youth E-Ball album, really great album with the Spurling, she's like that. And I just love the look of her, and when we're trying to think of a band name, just like, I really like Lungleg, like, I love her. So we took that. Um, and then one day in Glatton West End, I was with my friend Mark Baines, who did the sort of covers for some of the Long Leg stuff, and we bumped into Steve Shelley from Sonic Youth, the drummer in the street, as you do. Um, mm-hmm. And he was drumming for he was drumming for the Raincoats. They were in town, so yeah. you know, there's just so many links. So um, Mark introduced he knew Steve Shelley, and he introduced us, and he was like, listen. Jane's band should be playing because we did a cover of Fairy Tale in the Supermarket. So we got put in the bill that night. Um, and then through that, we got a gig because of the name Lung Legacy Shelley. We got a gig with Free Kitten supporting them, like Kim and Julia Cafruits. Nice. Were you able to, to hang with her, with uh, Kim? Yes. Well, this is interesting because I hero worshipped. Kim Gordon, but I also absolutely, I was actually more nervous about meeting Julia Caprice of Pussy Galore, because I just think she's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, she just kills, like, when I was a, a teenager, I had a, a biker jacket, and I got my brother to paint Pussy Galore on the back. <laughs> Virgin, I didn't think of any connotations but I was constantly getting spat on and she called a slut and a whore. I was just like, that's a band. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. I never thought about it. I just thought Pussy Galore is a band. Like, I didn't realise I was walking about when Pussy Galore <laughs> wearing fishnets and stuff. Oh, you could have said um, James Bond. Anyone? See the... Hello? I didn't even think about that. I just was thinking of the music. I didn't realise the signals, obviously, was men were getting was like, they were confused. So they just spat on me. Oh, oh my God. Wow. I know. It's so punk, isn't it? Yeah, you were <laughs> punk, man. You were punk. Oh, I was. I was, I was quite hardcore. Um, so then, yeah, we ended up supporting Free Kitten. So, yes, at the time, Coco had just been born. So Coco was there as a baby. Um so Kim wasn't, she She just wasn't too, she said hello, but Julia was more chatty, but she wasn't too communicative with us. Um, and then we got the, asked to support them in Manchester, Sonic Youth, which was maybe in about, I can't remember where it was, maybe 94, 95, maybe 95. And lo and behold, who also was on the build was the makeup. No way. That's an interesting bill. Yeah. 
Where was that? In Manchester, Manchester Arena, I think. Oh. It was like the biggest show we've ever played. You know, it was, it was hilarious. It was a big stage and it was long leg, you know. We were playing songs that lasted 30 seconds and going, Eek! <laughs> <laughs> you know, the sound man was like, right, play a song. We're like, we just did. <laughs> I want to see that. done by Amy Hernandez. Why do I know that name? Who's Amy Hernandez? Why don't I know? Yame Hernandez. Wait, say that again? Levin Rockets. Oh, God, yes. That's amazing. Wow. He did that? Yeah. I phoned them up and asked them to do it because I have all 50 of Levin Rockets comic collection. You know what I love? The photograph that you posted with the flower crowns and the wedding dresses. Yeah, we did that. We used to do themes all the time for gigs. So we'd dress up as like, we did like sexy nurses, controversial. But we thought, but we did it with like sort of more murderous, like blood and stuff. Oh, so it was like almost like a horror flick kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Sort of like, you know, really like, we'll, we won't be curing you. You. We'll be hurting you. Yeah, we'll be hurting you. <laughs> be hot while we do it. That is so cool. All right, so I have to ask you though, what is your Ian Spinonia story? Because you have to have one. Oh my god! Oh god! We have so many, really. You gotta tell us. Tell us your best one. Your best Ian. We're gonna pour some whiskey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What time is it? It's actually uh, moonshine. Bitch's coat. Bitch's coat. Oh my God, that looks like men's shoe green shine. Because we we spent the whole the whole time in America with them, so it was like you know when you hang about with them on a daily basis, they just kind of I guess every day is a story. I can't think of anything that I would want to out them on or anything. (laughs) I think when when we went over to America, I think we slightly scared them because there was like. It was me, Annie, Philippa, all the girls, and we were like, you know, the oh, James, Ian, um, and Steve Gamboa, yeah. Oh, Steve, right. yeah, yeah. All just like so handsome. And we weren't used to just seeing so many, so like, we were just like, all just unbelievable. So I think, you know, we'd just get drunk, we'd just be like, looking at them. So I think they were just a bit like, sort of like, arms length. <laughs> <laughs> These women were just Scottish drunk women, sort of. Uh, like, we were a little bit frightened of them. Oh, we actually, like, interesting story I'll tell you when we were on tour with them, we played in, I think it was like Savannah or Atlanta, Georgia, and this is about 1998. And we were, um, their friend Shan came to the gig, and we ended up staying at her house. Now, Shan is actually Cat Power. This is like post, sort of, a, you know, before she sort of hit. So I think she'd had a, a, a little things out um, and she took us to a lap dancing club and <laughs> all the boys from all the boys from the makeup you could see them just kind of like nervous as the, the girl was coming around for looking for lap dances just absolutely like shit in it like you know straight edge we know we definitely don't do <laughs> that is so good jane i can totally picture it no, I mean, basically, I quite what I admired about Ian was, like, like obviously, we were Scottish, so, you know, we drank America dry. We were, like, just like, you don't want, you don't want the rider, we'll take care of the rider. Don't worry about that. 
But Ian, because obviously his, his stage performance is so energetic, so he was just drinking coffees and just, you know, getting the sort of buzz off that, basically. I mean, I think I'll maybe a little glass of red wine or something, you know, here and there, obviously, but... Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, 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 Straight Edge isn't a, 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 way I'm, a way of life I'm interested in. <laughs> Me either. Me. <laughs> fun. That's what I'm talking about. So you... As Lungleg, you guys brought some fun to their tour, I bet. They were, like, in awe of you guys. Yeah, I think it was just, I don't know what it was. It was the connection between both bands. It just, we just seemed to really, I think we had some similarities because we, we all two bands like to get dressed up in a stage style. So they would have their suits, you know, that Marge, uh, Steve's wife would make for them. Beautiful Marge was in the frumpies, I think she was in. So there was, we, we, we shared the same sensibilities, basically. Um, and maybe sort of similar influences. Because then we ended up doing a split seven inch together, which was fantastic. Um, so well, yeah, I don't know, it just seems to be a meeting of the minds, I think. Jane, what did that come out on? That came out on Southern Records. So, Southern Records, we when we played it, the story is so long. I, I need to do a book like you. When you're ready to talk to me, we'll make it happen. Thing was also at the time of that Sonic Youth gig with the makeup, uh, John Loder, who runs Southern Music, Southern Distribution, which you know all about. He yeah. was he was there because he was distributing the makeup, um, and he loved them, and he just went on tour with them. And so I met him backstage and it was so lovely. We had the same shoes on. We had big sort of brothel creeper shoes. Yeah. And he was he was reading Philip K. Dick, who was one of my favourite authors. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, no way, shoes, book, you know, I'm Jane, hi. Um, and he ended up signing us to Southern Records. We didn't know, it was beautiful because we didn't know really anything that he, we didn't know anything that he did, we didn't have a clue, we just enjoyed his company, we would get him drunk and we made him miss flights and stuff like that, he just loved us so much. <laughs> and then one day we called him and we and we were, we, we wanted a bit of advice and we thought, let's get signed, we just decided, we're like, we should get signed. Um, so we thought, let's call John and ask for advice and John was like, I'll sign you. Oh, that's cool. Isn't that like the coolest person in America to sign him? Our first show in America was DC at the, at the Black Cat. Oh, that's my yeah. hometown. Yeah, is that where you're from? Is it DC? So we yeah. played there. So we played there. It was us, the makeup, and Fugazi. And then when Fugazi came to town in Glasgow, they asked for us for the support, and. I think all the little hardcore bands in Glasgow, all the guys were like raging. <laughs> it's just like, how are long like getting that gig? <laughs> we were like, hi, hi, guys. I used to go to the. I used to go to those shows like early on. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not very. I'm very petite, and I get caught up in that. I knew enough to get out of it, but I also wanted to be up close, so I didn't get to be close to those bands because it was fucking violent. Yeah, because you didn't want to get kicked in the head by somebody's <laughs> Doc Martin or whatever they had. Behind. But, then, like, but then Fugazi were very aware of that. I love basically. So you're recording now? Do you record at home? Do you record yourself, or how do you how do you do it now? Like we have got, a, I mean, we have just got the luck, the most amazing setup. Basically, um, Simon, our bass player. 
our double bass player, I have to keep saying because I'm very proud of that. Um, he, as Toby introduced me to him, Toby is an artist, so he, he's in an art studio, Strongate 103, and he said, he said, look, why don't you meet Simon? I think Simon would be a good match for you. So Simon has a studio there, but it's mainly given up to recording and practicing. So that's our, pra that's our rehearsal room. He's got like a 10 track, one of those Zooms. Um, and then Jeremy, who is Peter Parker, Jeremy has like Cubase and everything, he has everything under the sun in his home. So we just, we've just done a complete home recording basically. Um, and it sounds tremendous. you want to give to anybody like that, that we should know about in Boston like cause we, what I like about this too like each person that we're, we're recording from a different location we want to give a shout out to the local whatever the bands that you love that you want people to hear about that they should know about because now with the internet you can find anything even if it's in Glasgow and you're living in Boston right yeah, well, the band that I saw recently, which I was extremely impressed with, was um, a band called Moon Not War. Um, they're from, um, where are they from? They're from somewhere in Europe, being really silly now. Um, I can't remember where they're from, but they're basically, it's, um, it's a band led by Anna McCarthy, who, she's an artist, and she's a sister of um, Nick, who was in Franz Ferdinand. So, oh, Yeah. So yeah. she, she came over and my brother played his first gig with them. So we saw them play recently called Moon Not War. And it's basically three girls up front, boy on drums. And I mean, they're fantastic. They're just recording at the moment. They sound like a little bit like the shags on <laughs> the interstellar reverb. <laughs> 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 they're crazy good. The thing is, I was completely stoned when I was watching them, so it was even better. <laughs> so I'll be interested. I'll need to see them play again, like not stoned. Or maybe I just always see them stoned, but they were they were just outstanding. I loved them. I just love the name Moon Not War. That's uh, a great. Love it. Yes. Great name. And she would be Anna would be an interesting girl to interview, actually. 
so that I could cool. yeah, yeah definitely maybe put, introduce you because the, I mean that's the first time I'd met them but they're just a fantastic women really great so but I would thoroughly recommend them awesome yay oh my god it is so good to see you Jane and thank okay, you cheers. so much Ready? for doing it let's have Can a little do? cheers yes cheers to our cheers. Boston Glasgow ladies so thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, I, was actually, I was a little bit dreading that, but it was famous. I don't respond. So thank you guys for subscribing to our podcast. In advance. Yeah, and thanks for listening to the Red Jumpsuit Podcast. Our email address is redjumpsuit.com at gmail.com so there you can send us some stories um, if you'd like to be a guest on the show uh, send, send us, us an email. email let us know